Support for the Couples Council comes from Mercier Wellness and Consulting. Their purpose is to equip you with the right skills for a happy and healthy relationship. Services available in office or virtual. Schedule your consultations now. For more information, visit mercierwellness.com. Mercier Wellness and Consulting. Small steps, big changes. This podcast is not a substitute for therapy. Please consult a licensed professional for your mental health needs. Now Now on on with with the the show. show. Hello and welcome to the Couples Council. I am your host, Dr. Jameson Mercier, the love mender, sitting alongside my wife and co-host, Herdeen Mercier. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Herdeen Mercier, the wife mentor, creator of the Wifidence movement. Welcome back to the Couples Council. And if this is your first time, welcome to the Couples Council's family. Yeah. If this is your first time, let us say Happy New Year. Yes. We hope uh, at this point your New Year resolutions have not gone by the wayside yet. But if they are, perhaps we can motivate you to get back on track. <laughs> um, I don't do resolutions necessarily. What you do, babe? I have this whole rant I can get into. That's not what we're doing today, but I will just say I think... For me, resolutions work on a daily basis. Mm. You know, there's just too much pressure making one, two or three resolutions and you got to keep it for the year. I prefer to have a resolution for a day and then I can reset tomorrow. Okay, that's a different way. Or how has that been working for you? It's been great. (laughs) It's been awesome. There's no guilt here. (laughs) I guess I think for me, um, I've done resolutions. I've failed at resolutions. And um, this year I wanted 2019 to be different. So I decided that I was going to join um, a mastermind group um, for the entire year that would break down my goals, my dreams, my ambitions, my desires to unwrap my gifts to the next level. And I am so excited about it. And our fiercely leader is no other than Patrice Washington. And our mastermind girls are just, we're ready to go. Awesome. 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 Well, like we said, hope your resolutions are hanging strong. Uh, We'll continue to be your cheerleaders. Thank you. But for today, today we have another excellent interview for you. Uh, This is with an awesome, awesome lady. She is doing a lot in the mom sphere, if I can yes. say that, in the mom blogger sphere. She I... is definitely doing her momfidence role pretty well. Yes. Amongst yes. being a wife, an amazing wife, and just taking on a lot of tasks. Right. So she is part of a blended family, mm-hmm. and you'll hear all about it. That comes with its own challenges. And when I say blended family, I don't mean like one or two. There's like 30 people in this family. (laughs) Really, babe? It's 11. Okay, I know. Over-exaggerated. Yeah. So (laughs) we're talking about none other than Alicia Beach. She is wife to actor Michael Beach. Yes. Uh, You may know him from some awesome movies, acting alongside Morgan Freeman on Lean On Me, Soul Food. Yep. That's correct. You know, 
ER? Yes, I remember ER. Okay, so we're talking about his baby. We're I think he's about, even in Waiting to Excel. Yes, he is. Yeah. Yes, he is. Now, he's portrayed as somewhat of a bad guy, right? The, Alicia says that's not him. Okay. That is not him. We'll that take is, her word for it. Yes. But Alicia Beach, she's holding it down as a mom. She's holding it down as a stepmom. And she's also got a bunch of accolades under her belt. We'll introduce her to you and let you hear uh, the interview that we conducted with her recently. She is a birth mom of three, adoptive mom of one, and a stepmom to four step adults. That's right. Eight kids. And by her own title, she is a professional mom, complete with a BA in child development. She is also a wife, an avid breastfeeder and baby wearer. She admits to being a terrible housekeeper and laundry avoider, but she is a self-care practitioner and advocate, as well as a blogger of Mom Truth at themomform.com. You can actually see some of her work all over the place as she's been featured in Scary Mommy, Today Parents, and Huffington Post. We hope you enjoy hearing this interview as much as we enjoyed conducting it, and we'll catch you on the other side. So we've been chit-chatting um, briefly before the show, and um, we're going to ask that you tell us a little bit about you and some of your background and some of the work you do. Sure. I am Alicia, obviously. <laughs> I have uh, birthed three children. My oldest is adopted, and then I have four stepchildren with my husband, so that is eight kids in all. The four step kids are technically adults, but we'll stick to the technical part Techn of that. <laughs> Not technically adults because they're they're still in the house. No, they're all twenty one and older, but you know they still they come around need help. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> that is okay. We Although I'll give them credit, they are helpful to me. They are very helpful. Well, <laughs> that's great. I would imagine with with a family of uh, what is that ten? Yes. With a family of 10, you wouldn't, could use all the help uh, you can get. Yeah. And I, I actually, I will say 11 because their mother is a very integral part of all of this. Oh, that which is, is awesome. Which we will get into later in regards yes. to um, how I've read and, and kind of doing my research about you and why we wanted to invite you to the couple's council is that you all are a blended family, but very much enmeshed in helping the journey of raising the kids, which I think is so awesome. And beautiful. Mm -hmm. well, and so I mean, how did you get to that point of becoming so enmeshed and, and helping you on your journey through motherhood? Because she could have said, I've raised my four kids and I'm done. Yes. She, she no, she, it was a process, you know, when I've, it's a back and forth and a slow process because we also had to get to know each other and trust each other. Um, so I wish I had known what I know now when I was first coming into the picture with her children. I would have done so much more and would have had a very different view. But Well, what is that? You said you wish you had known then what you know now, for example. Well, you, when you're not a parent, you just you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. And so I couldn't really understand her perspective fully because I wasn't a parent yet. And so I don't. You know, it's, when you're not a parent, you judge parents a lot because you yes. have this idea of what parenting is supposed to be. Uh -huh. And 
that's just not how it works. So I probably placed a little bit of judgment on her and, you know, had my idea of how things should go mm. when I think I could have been a lot more supportive of her. Even I was, and I was helpful and I was in there and there for her, but just my mindset would have been completely different if I had already had kids. And so that was how many years ago? Oh gosh, my husband and I met almost 17 years ago, but I didn't meet the kids until about a year into our relationship. So. Okay. And by the way, uh, of this duo here, I like to speak up for the men. You keep, we've said your husband, your husband, your husband. <laughs> Let us know who your husband is because I think he deserves at least, at least a little shout out in, in, in what we're talking about here. My husband is Michael Beach. He's an actor. A lot of people know him from Soul Food and Waiting to Exhale, but he is not that bad guy. No. Also, also Lean on Me. Lean on Me. It's uh, ER, Third Watch. We could go through a ton of lists, but mm -hmm. yes, he is the, the guy in the middle of it all. Yes. And so, um, so you met seven, 17 years ago, you were saying. And so immediately you became a mom to four? Four, yes. There were, at the time, I think maybe 12 through four years old. Wow. Teenagers. Uh, to yeah. Okay. So I got, I got thrown right in there. Oh, you were thrown <laughs> in the deep end. Yes. But I did, it was an ease in because, again, I didn't meet them until a year into our relationship. And then... I wasn't full time in LA. Um, so it was a, a bit of an ease in. It wasn't like, oh, who is this new lady? Yeah. A part yeah. of our daily lives. Mm -hmm. well, and, and so the ease into the relationship, relationships with uh, whether our children already from another marriage can, that can be a little difficult to adjust to. Um, what was, if any, the impact on that new uh, relationship? with him having had children previously and now you becoming uh, the new lady, the new wife? I, I think the not meeting them for up to a year before, um, we got to establish our relationship a little bit. So I think that helped. And I went into it knowing that was the case. But okay. I also come from uh, divorced parents. And so... I had the perspective of a child wanting to know what's going on and be open with the process, which my parents were really great about being really open with me about their divorce and remaining friends through the divorce. And so I had that example coming into uh, my husband's family. So and in my mind, go ahead. No, I was going to say that is so crucial because you had that perspective and you were able to embrace the journey that you were on because you can look back into something positive that your parents did and making sure that their voice was somewhat healthy for you to see. Yeah, that was important to me. And I felt like if I was going to go into the relationship, there was also going to have to be a relationship with his ex-wife. Now, was she just as willing yeah, she's she's just genuinely a nice person. So even if she wasn't, she didn't show me. I mean, we had rough patches and back and forth maybe about disagreements and parenting or things like that. But that's 
going to happen if mm -hmm. you're talking about three adults trying to parent children together. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's hard enough with two, two. at times. Yeah, exactly. So imagine three. Yeah. Yeah. But she, she gave me a lot of space to develop my relationships with her children. Okay. And so after the four, then you had a few more. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my husband doesn't know how to stop. <laughs> <laughs> we love kids, though. But yeah, we waited. We got married, gosh, six years into our relationship. And then we waited another two or three years before we got pregnant because we did want the the four kids to be older so the youngest was 15 before wow. we started having kids okay and so i know you said you had three birth kids and then you have your one adopted child how did that process come about and now deciding to adopt and open your home um which was already filled with kids i'm assuming at the time yes. um how did that journey become about it was not on purpose it was a family emergency situation my um my father is the oldest of 10 mm. and my oldest his mother is the youngest so he's actually technically my cousin okay and she got uh really sick with diabetes and um, so he needed to be taken care of. And the way I saw it, we were set up for it. It wasn't going to be a huge change in our life to bring mm -hmm. another child in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. After eight, what's one more? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What difference does it make? <laughs> <laughs> it's total chaos here anyway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I sat down and I talked to my husband and, and he was open to it. Uh, and so he my cousin came and lived with us and it was some adjusting um but then this past march his mother passed away so now we're in the process of officially adopting him okay well that's good you know bless you for being willing to uh open up your heart not just your home but your heart um because even even that without all the kids already that can be tough on a family, on a couple, um, just the idea would do a lot to relationships um, that are already leading busy lives. Yeah. You know, which is something I want to ask, you know, with the careers and with the children, um, what is a typical day, if there's such a thing as a typical day, and how do you guys balance it all? Um, well, I don't know that there's typical days. All right. The biggest, uh, I don't know that it's an issue because it just is what it is, is my husband's schedule is just, it's not predictable. So he could be off for three weeks at a time and then he could be away for three weeks, four weeks, five months. Mm. So I, I just have to kind of plan things as if he's not going to be around. And then okay. be okay. very happy <laughs> when he yeah. is around. Nice, nice. So yeah. you really hold it down. And, and if you're not following, um, following her on Instagram, on um, one of the things that it's my life is a, a, a beach, right? Your yes. Instagram handler. Um, one of the journeys that I liked in watching is you celebrate almost every victory. And one of the victories I saw was you magically got all the kids to fall asleep from a park. 
Um, <laughs> I guess I guess you guys just came back from a park and they were all asleep in the car. And I thought that was just such a positive way to look at things. They were all napping from the oldest that was sitting in the front seat. So how do you get moms who are listening to and kind of embrace that journey of celebrating the little things and, and beginning to move forward in a positive light? I try to show by example because I think as moms, we beat ourselves up so much more than we praise ourselves. Mm -hmm. I do it myself too. And I just want to encourage women to say, no, I did that. I kept children alive an entire day. (laughs) (laughs) They had fun. So I'm going to pat myself on the back because it's so easy to point out all the things that we're doing wrong to ourselves. Oh, Mm -hmm. I yelled or I lost my patience. Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't get up in time and now everything's a mess. So I'm constantly saying celebrate the victories because there's not enough sometimes. You know, it's interesting because when we talk about parenting, I see the difference. Uh, Dads typically, if they're not dead at the end of the day, that was a victory. (laughs) You know, um, but moms really, they not only need to be alive, but they have, they need to have stayed clean all day. Um, and, and that's a huge difference in the way moms and dads, husbands and wives parent. Um, yeah. I, my husband is much more relaxed on himself. Yeah. Yeah. Just in, in the day to day details, like, or he's much willing to say, you know what? I'm not doing that. It's too much trouble for me. And I'm like, what do you mean you're not doing that? That's how we do things. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Good for him. <laughs> I, th- I always say women can learn lessons from men. I know. And I've, I've oftentimes find myself telling Jameson, dang, I just wish I had that ability just to chill. Like, I'm yes. like this just happened. Oh, God. What? And he's like, it's okay. We'll survive it. And I'm like, what do you mean we're surviving? That's serious. And he's like, I got this. <laughs> and so you think, okay, am I, am I thinking it in a, or am I looking at it to wind up? What's going on? And so you have to look at it. And just like you said, give moms the grace to breathe. Yeah. We it have to give a- ourselves more grace for mm-hmm. sure. Now, that sounds like the kind of work you do with the mom forum. Um, yes. So if you could tell us a little bit about that. Um, how it came about and what's the plan and how is it being received? What anything you want to tell us about the mom forum? Well, I originally started blogging on a more personal site, mylifeisabeach.com. Um, but as I started growing in it and hearing back from other women, I felt like I needed a, a broader reach. Um, and so instead of just sharing, of course, still sharing my personal story, but I wanted to open it up. Um, So after having my fourth child, which was crazy, I also wanted something for myself too. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I just wanted to share motherhood with everyone and be really open and honest about it because I feel like, especially in this day in social media and, you know, Instagram, Facebook, we see Mm -hmm. all these images of what people portray motherhood and parenting to be. And a lot of people take that as that's what my day-to-day life should look like. And so I wanted to share stories and share perspectives and say, no, motherhood looks different for everybody. And it is okay if your motherhood doesn't look like my motherhood. And know that 
it's all going to be a mess and we're all still going to be okay you're still doing a good job yeah yeah i'm glad you made that point because everyone wants their feed to look like beyonce's or whomever's not realizing that there's an army yes they have a whole army and here you are, just you and your husband with your three kids, and you, there's no way you can compete with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's impossible. And to imagine that you're going to get through the day in an Instagram-worthy post, <laughs> that's just not reality. No, no, no. Now, speaking of Instagram-worthy posts, now, you did have one, famous or infamous, however you want to... <laughs> However that, you want to call that, it. That went viral. Yes, very <laughs> viral. Did yeah. you think that was going to happen with that post? Or you just thought every day this was just going to be my typical me, showing moms in their realness? Yeah, I, I literally had like 400 followers when I posted that. And uh -huh. it was a, a large group of uh, girlfriends across different areas of my life. We're all getting pregnant and having babies so mm -hmm. i figured i'd share it and a few of them would have a laugh and would relate and i didn't think anything of it and my husband took the picture and i saw it and i was like oh my god this is so my life right now and i know people can relate <laughs> and so later the day i was like you know what i'm gonna share it i'm gonna put that on instagram and my husband was like whatever you're crazy but whatever mm -hmm. <laughs> And I, we were sh literally shopping for the kids um, at like an outlet mall. So I put it on. I didn't even think about it until a coworker's husband um, emailed me on Facebook or something and said, oh, your, your uh, picture is trending on Reddit. And I'm like, well, what is Reddit? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> and then it just went nuts from there. Wow, wow, wow. And so it went nuts. So I'm assuming... In a women, positive light? Well, or? yeah, the women in your community and that were following you, they must have had... I'm assuming they supported you in that, being moms and can relate, but was that the only response you got? I, I mean, I got trolled a bit, but the, the thing that really set it off for me was I was getting emails and messages all over the place of women just saying oh my god thank you so much for sharing this i thought i was the only one and i was doing this behind closed doors and i'm so glad to see that someone else does this mm -hmm. just a variety of that same story uh, mm -hmm. because i had written a response to it that uh went on to huffington post mm -hmm. and actually got translated into quite a few different languages so wow. yeah, so I, so that's I literally the, got messages from all over the world. Wow. Yeah, I was going to say that speaks to the universality of motherhood. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, I think that picture, <laughs> it went viral because it captured mm. that exactly. Mm. But the, you know what, which leaves me to think, you know, oftentimes as mothers, I mean, we've been mothers since Eve and literally you still feel like sometimes mothers still feel like they are the only one. And, and that's kind of heartbreaking for me because the journey is you're not the only one. There's a sisterhood. Are we not sharing enough? 
are we are we just showing the Instagramness of it? Like, how do we begin to open our doors and our hearts and our experiences to point where there is a place where women can come and say, "Oh, I'm okay, and this is normal. This journey is normal." And I think that's what you're doing with your platform. Yeah, I think we've gotten to a point in today where we've isolated ourselves so much. We move away from our families. We, we don't create, we don't live in neighborhoods where people are like actually interacting neighbors. And, and so you become a mom and your life becomes all about your children. And you, you can't see beyond your own household. And so it becomes lonely and isolating. And you think, no one else is experiencing this because we're not interacting with other mothers, other families. And that's the part that was that I realized that I needed community. And that's why I started building this is so I have other people that I can reach out to and say, oh, my God, today was horrible and blah, blah, blah. And they can share their stories with me. And so I wanted to create a platform that made women comfortable sharing mm. and not feeling judged. Yeah, Isn't that interesting how sometimes we end up creating the very things that we need ourselves and that and then takes on a life of its own. Yeah. And that I needed the community. I needed to check in with other moms and know that I am not crazy. And the more kids I had, the more I needed it. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Hmm. Um, thank you. Now, um, you say that uh, your husband's busy, and you you yourself are busy holding down the fort. Um, tell me um, about the the marriage, the relationship between you and him, because you guys are literally being pulled apart constantly. Right. If not geographically, you have the kids who are there. Um, and one thing I tell all couples is that your kids are there to pull you apart. <laughs> it's almost as if they had a conference and they decide this is what we're going to do. Yes. It's, they brought us into this world and it's now time for us to pull them apart. Right. <laughs> so, so share with us and those who are listening um, what you guys do to, to prioritize the marriage and the relationship. I think first and foremost, we, are, we enjoy each other and we are friends at the end of the day. If anything is going on, he's the guy I want to talk to mm. and share it with. And so he's my teammate. And I, even when he gets on my last nerves, oh, I have to remember. Husbands don't get on their wives' nerves. <laughs> Come on. Oh, it's amazing how they the person do. you love the most can be the most annoying person in your life. Yeah. <laughs> Tell it. <Yeah>. Tell it. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I have to see him as my teammate, the person that is in this with me. And so even, you know, when he's doing something that I may not agree with, he's from his perspective trying to make the best of whatever is going on. Mm. So, We've also been blessed that we, our personalities just kind of sync. So we don't have a lot of fighting or, 
you know, our personalities just kind of work with each other. So we've never been like a big fighting couple or anything like that. Um, okay. And I think you also have to accept the situation. Like people always ask me, how do you not get mad when your husband's traveling all the time? I married him knowing that. So. <laughs> That's what he was doing. <laughs> to punish him for that would, would not be fair. Wow. It was in the fine print of, of, of your dating season. Like that was something exactly. that you un clearly understood. This was what's going to happen. It comes with him being an actor. He travels a lot. He has to go to different scenes. But it was in the fine print even before you said I do. So now why would you want to change that? And I think sometimes as wives, we get into these roles of becoming the wife and trying to change the man. And that's not how it happens because you met him as an actor. Yeah. And it would be really unfair because it's easy to do the tit for tat and well, I've been changing all the diapers and you sleep in and da 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 and it you can you can easily add up all the things that you're doing and the things that they're not doing. Mm -hmm. And so when I get into that cycle, because it's an easy cycle to fall into, oh, yeah. I try to then remember, well, he's also doing this and I never do that. So, you know, just little things that throughout your day tend to add up on both sides. And so I have to remind myself, well, he's doing this and he does this. And I'm sure I get on his nerves when I do this. So mm. now as, as we sit here and say that, and you say it very uh, uh, professionally and very <laughs> as if it was easy, I, we do have to point out that, that too was a process. Yes, you it know? is not easy. No, it's not easy. And we like to remind um, our listeners that, yeah, even with Herdine and I, when we sit and talk here, we've been together for 15 years trying to figure this out. And while you and your husband are, have figured it out, next week there's no telling if it'll be just as smooth or if that will then be something that you have to work out. You know, nothing's perfect. Um, and even hearing you speak, people may say, well, oh, I wish I could have that. What do you tell those people who are not there yet or who feel like it may not be for them? It's a constant shifting and learning. You know, next year may be a horrible year for us and we just can't get in sync with each other. But it's a constant check-in. It's a constant checking of our egos because that gets in the way sometimes. So, so you may talk to me next month and I'd be like, that man, <laughs> I can't believe he's been doing. It's a constant <laughs> shift. It's not. It's never going to be smooth sailing all the time. I'm so glad to hear you say that because people do think once you get married and you guys make this decision that now, you know, you have, to, it has to always be like that. You, you have to know that it is going to shift and change throughout your marriage, your role shift and change. And I think the more that you accept that, the more it, the easier it is to go with those shifts and changes. I agree. I agree. It's the key of acceptance yeah. and looking at the seasons and saying, okay, this is the season we're in. Instead of us pulling apart, let's work as a team. Okay. You said we're a team in this season. How can I support you? How can you support me so that we can survive this season that we're in? Yeah. One of the questions we ask each other, because we check in and we teach 
couples to check in. It's more about what does your partner need from you in this season? And if you ask that question, be open to the response that you get, you know? Yes. I think that is key. Um, uh, now, if we could just shift um, the mom self-planner. Tell us about that. Sure. That, that came about, once again, as a necessity for myself. Okay. Uh, the self-care planner. I, after I had my fourth child, um, my child was two months old. My husband booked like three jobs in a row and all of them were away from home mm. like australia and south africa wow. yeah away from yeah. home away <laughs> away wow. and just several things happened it was it was just chaos my my seven-year-old we discovered he had a um a vision disability. He was seeing things like upside down and sideways. Mm. Uh, One of my stepdaughters had a medical situation and had to get a blood transfusion. My my mother-in-law, my husband's mom passed away. It was just like... No, you was in there. It was... And I had a two-month-old and then four, three other children. (laughs) God bless you. And I... I was just, I was just trying to make it through the day, like self-care that, that just wasn't happening. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I was supposed to go to Australia to be with my husband. Um, and I was going to take the baby, of course, but we didn't have a passport for him. And so my husband had to do paperwork over in Australia and have it shipped over and it was taking forever and they were losing the package. It was ridiculous. Mm. Finally gets there just in time for me to make it to the passport office. I get to the passport office. I give them all the paperwork. The ticket is purchased. The guy looks at the paperwork from Australia and one section of it is dated one month off. And they could not give a passport to my child. And I lost it right then and there. Mm. I literally sobbing into a cloth diaper like convulsed <laughs> and everything the wow. poor man was just like what i i don't want to do. i wow. couldn't speak it was a mess but it was like the culmination of all of it just coming imagine. to and i i was just done i called my husband and i'm like i just i don't and he's like what is going on uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so i after that i was like i can't i can't survive like this like you know life is going to happen but i have got to take better care of myself i am a mess mm. and i have four kids to take care of like i can't this is not going to work mm-hmm. it's not sustainable yeah and you know life is what it is we can't change how life just throws things at you whenever it feels like it. You have to be able to deal with those things. And so I had to figure out what I needed to do for myself to make sure that I was okay enough and cared for enough to be able to care for all the other things I needed to care for. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I was a strategic planner before I had kids, I would work with nonprofits and school districts to develop plans mm-hmm. to put into place. Um, and so I decided to try those techniques 
on myself. Mm -hmm. And I just was documenting what I was doing and paying attention. And then I started writing it down and figured maybe other women could benefit from the same thing. Yeah. And, and so, so I put it in a book. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. But you know, oftentimes um I did I was working at an event yesterday and we were talking to a group of wives and, and moms and talking about the importance of self-care. And all of them in the room say, you know what? You know, we hear the word self-care. We never saw our mothers do it. What does it look like? What does self-care look like for you? And just kind of give a few examples to our listeners of how do you do self-care? What does that look like? Well, you know, that was one of the things that I had to get real about because you look on social media and you see Good the nails getting done. It, it does us in all the time. You know, the hot bath. And in reality, I'm like, I don't have time for all of that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> just, who has time for this? So I had to think about, okay, what do I really need for me? And so that's one of the things that I learned that self-care is personal. It's mm -hmm. about what you need for yourself to feed yourself. I also had to think about how was I actually spending my time and how could I spend it in a way that it was working for me? Because mm -hmm. we can't add more hours to the day and everyone mm -hmm. is busy. And so once I looked at what are the things that I want to do for myself that are actually feeding me and not taking away from me, and how can I arrange my day to actually fit that in, I developed small routines for self-care throughout my day. Mm -hmm. So just simple things like getting up before my kids so I can have quiet time. I read in the morning. I meditate in the morning. Mind you, this is like 15, 20 minutes in all. I'm talking about reading for 10 minutes, meditating for 15 minutes, getting dressed. So I'm up maybe a half hour before my kids are, but it shifts the way I handle the day yeah, because yeah. I've taken a moment for me before I go, you know, you wake up in the morning and it's like, let's go, go, go. Oh, mm -hmm. oh my God. Are my kids going to not cooperate through getting ready in the morning. And so just taking a moment to shift into the, okay, I'm good. I've taken a moment for me before I deal with the day. It, it totally shifted things. And so finding the moments throughout my day that I can do very simple things, but make them routine. So I'm doing them every single day. That's where I have learned you have to build your foundation of self-care. Don't overthink it. The simple things like drinking water throughout the day, making sure you eat your meals throughout the day, making sure you take a moment to do a walk or just sit in quiet. And where can you work that in throughout your day so it's mm -hmm. consistent? Yeah, it's amazing how those small things, um, they add up. You know, They really do. 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there. In a week, you've had a lot of self-care add up mm -hmm. you know and it, your kids and your family are, are better off for it yeah and i tell people it's not life won't be perfect because you suddenly implemented a self-care routine mm -hmm. but you will have a lot more resilience to deal with the day-to-day -day chaos that comes along with having children yeah 
Oh, yeah. And just because they get older doesn't mean that the chaos slows down. It gets more. I thought, <laughs> oh, once I get them into school, then I can breathe a little. No. No, now they come coming home with homework projects. Oh, and oh man. <laughs> Yeah, the homework, Lord. Yeah, we're, we're, we're laughing because, you know, we have a teenager. He's 17, actually. Mm -hmm. And he, at times, is more needy than my six or eight-year-old. I just don't yes. know. Yeah. Very um, much so. Well, Alicia, listen, this has been um, a pleasure and an honor. Same uh, here. Um, so to those who are listening and they would like to get in touch with you and hear more about your planner or any projects you may be looking forward to or have planned, how could, uh, how could they get in touch with you? They can visit the website, which is themom-forum.com. And I keep it updated all the time with our new blogs, our uh, podcasts, and any events that we have coming up. And you can purchase the Mom Self-Care Planner on there. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, My Life is a Beach, um, and also the page for the website, The Mom Forum. Okay. And also, we have um, private groups on Facebook for moms. There's our self care group, and then also a private chat group um, that you can, if you just search on Facebook, you can find The Mom Forum private chat group and The Mom Self Care group. Well, I will definitely be looking for those. <laughs> Didn't want to say nothing. <laughs> I will definitely be looking for those. And lastly, fill in the blank. Marriage is blank. Home. Mm. It's just home. Like no matter what is going on anywhere else, he is home for me the safety the comfort i like that i like that mr beach if you're listening keep up the good work <laughs> wherever you are on the globe keep it up. <laughs> and so we're gonna leave it at that thank you again so much miss alicia beach for joining us uh, for this lovely conversation on the couples council thank you i truly enjoyed myself so, ladies and gentlemen, that was Mrs. Alicia Beach. Now, didn't I tell y'all that was going to be an amazing episode? I learned so much, honey. Mm. But the thing is, like, she's a mom that's keeping it real, and I love it. I love when people tell the truth about the experience instead of just glorifying it and making it look all perfect. Yeah, you people on Instagram, you <laughs> post pictures like you got a camera crew and makeup and hair following you all over the damn place. <laughs> Yeah, you know, y'all messing up people's lives, not my life. But, you know, thank God for people like Alicia Beach, who, you know what, being a mom is challenging. Now, particularly since her husband, Michael, mm -hmm. is away a lot. Mm -hmm. Okay, so different projects, uh, acting, um, shooting, and she has to hold it down by herself. Yes, she has help and we all have our own tribes, but mm -hmm. even then... You know, when your partner is not there and you have to hold it down, that takes a toll. And the thing I took away from her interview is it's not just holding it down, but holding it down, but also saying I need help. Mm. 
Yeah. I yeah. need help asking for the help and and removing that superwoman cape that sometimes we put on as wives or moms. But her ability to say, I need help allows her to recharge herself and helped her create this whole brand of mom self-care. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah. The thing that really uh, well, another thing that jumps out at me is how she and her husband's ex-wife have managed to make it work. Yep. Okay. That is not easy. Now, I'm not an ex-wife. I'm not even a wife. <laughs> but, you think? <laughs> but I can imagine the work that's involved um, to get along with your husband's ex and come together as a family to raise these kids. And the kids now don't just have a mom, a dad. They have three parents there for them that's big that's that's major major you need a community and i got that from her but also the thing that really touched my heart and we don't do as moms is celebrate the small victories now that i'm putting on a sticky note and hanging it in the van um putting it next to my bed in the kitchen to remind me to smell celebrate the small victories of motherhood yeah i agree yeah Sometimes that's all you get is a small victories. Yep. So good, good, good. Well, listen, I hope you guys enjoyed this interview. As always, we encourage you to make sure that you subscribe, make sure that you review, and make sure that you tell your friends and your family, your coworker, what's happening here on the Couples Council podcast. We've been promising you these interviews, and now they're coming out. If you missed the one from last week... Go back and listen to it where we uh, spoke with MJ Harris. Yes. Okay. You don't want you, you don't want to be without some MJ in your life. Yeah. That's, that's and MJ reminded us that you are enough. You are enough. Yeah. Uh, go back and listen to all the episodes. You know, you got time. Mm-hmm. And don't don't ever forget. You can always tag us, contact us, DM us at Dr. James and Mercier, all social media, as well as the wife mentor. Yep. And as always, if that is too much. Okay, just go to MercierWellness.com and all the links will be there. Can't wait to read your reviews. Thank you for listening and we'll see you here next time on the Couples Council. Hey everybody, thank you for listening to our mom and dad. If you like them as much as we do, then click subscribe and leave a comment. But now they have to go because it's family time. So go practice what you heard and we'll catch you on the next episode.